Welcome back to the Drunk on Riding show. I am your host, Warren Pawlowski, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Kimberly Pawlowski, a.k.a. Kim. Hello. How you doing today, Kim? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Uh, today we are, of course, brought to you in part through the patronage of Arya North and David. And today I have to say it is, let's see, it is October 23rd is, is a Sunday. And this is being recorded as something of a last minute. I have forgotten that we need to record this kind of energy. So that's what we have going into it. Going into it. I am excited to record. I have wanted to record. I've been uh, dishing to record for the past week. However, I did not anticipate recording as soon as we are, given everything that is going on right now. I have an event that I have to deal with, with work that I have been roped into that I was not expecting, and that is taking up all of my time. So all of the drunken riding stuff has to be sort of uh, compressed a little earlier, and it's making things slightly more difficult so it's making things every you know everything's drunk on writing wise a little bit uh hectic you know i haven't uh, I'm, I'm still working i'm still working on the short film level which i believe kim is almost done i believe it's almost done i believe that it's producing right now it, it I, I i really like what is there yeah as we speak and it is, it I, is, it it is, it is coming out. It is, it is processing. It is coming out. Uh, we'll see how it is. Uh, I'm hoping that it will be up as soon as possible. But uh, it has gone through many, many iterations, and uh, I, I, I'm very excited about it. Kim, what, what do you want to say about that? I feel like it has to be done because I feel like you keep the more you overthink it. Do you right? think I'm George Lucasing it? to a point yes i i understand i understand i know i know exactly what you mean but i don't think that it's at a point where i'm happy with it yet like I, I'm even just, now no i'm not happy with, oh i i think if 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 it looks and sounds the way i think that it does i'm happy with it okay. and, I, and i think i i will you know release yeah. it at this point good um but the the way that the video editing software works, the the preview is just not very good. So like until you really render it all out, um, or you render that section out, it's just not really worth knowing exactly what yeah. it's going to be. So I'm going to render it out, and I I think that it will be awesome, and I I will be pumped, and then. You know, I get back to the stand, so I'm kind of excited about that because I figured out um, the next bit of the stand that I'm going to be talking about. But more on that in the patron exclusive previews. So, Kim, um, what you been up to? Gosh, what have I been up to? Um, since the last time we filmed, we well filmed. I'm still calling it filmed. Huh. Um, since the last time we recorded. Ooh, I don't know. What have I been up to in terms of? Um watching i have not i've honestly not watched a lot of tv um i watched some of great british bake off but they're releasing it in episodes so um we're waiting we're waiting patiently for everything to be released um Wait, what do you mean it's I, like a weekly thing it's a weekly thing yeah they, they're going weekly with that yeah yep 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 because it airs, it it's concurrent. So it airs in London first or Britain. Has right? it always been concurrent? I no. thought that they did like season drops, right? No, but so it, now it's concurrent. No, it got so big in the states that. Um, hey, good for them. Yeah, that they obviously they see it on Channel Four first, um, and then it gets released like two days later on Netflix. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Hey, good for them. Yeah. Um, I still remember being in London and like thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm watching like this season I haven't seen like an episode." I we remember were that. Watching. Yeah, remember we were watching it. Yeah, and you were so excited. I was, I like, was so excited. I was like, "I have to remember this episode so that when and it gets released." And you didn't see that for probably a good like year. 
uh, I was going to say six months. It wasn't really Maybe a six year. Months. Maybe six months, but yeah, yeah. it was a while. It was, it definitely was a long a while. time. That yeah. was back in 2018. Yeah. It was definitely no, a delay. 17, it was wild. 18. But, um, yes, I do remember that. Remember that, remember that naked show that was on in London or so, so weird. Yeah. It, it was so interesting when, when we've been overseas. So when we were in Italy, we had such a hard time sleeping that we had the TV on and we ended up, we ended up burning in the image into this poor TV in this, in this, uh, hotel that was right down the street from the Coliseum. But it was, it was the one English channel uh across the entire tv network that we could find where it wasn't even just like the, the fact that they were speaking it was just the only thing that we could actually understand and it was it wasn't even good no it, wasn't it was good. music it was music is it that was what a, it was it was, it was a music. music channel it was in english so, and i had an especially hard time sleeping because i was sick right. um and i couldn't breathe um, I had a I had a sinus infection. Well, I would never sleep with the TV on, of course. I mean, if we yeah. have the TV on, it's totally for you. Yeah. Um, but you were also so jet lagged because it wasn't it wasn't bedtime. That was awful. <laughs> it wasn't the first couple of days we were wiped out. I mean, same thing with London. Like we were just wiped. But um, but then we went to London and we we were watching the TV there and of course there's a lot more English channels on there it's, and they yeah. had, they just had some weird stuff like the one that I'm talking about like at at night because so the issue that we had was uh, Matthew our son he was he would always be awake late like we he, didn't he would not he could not get accustomed to the to the I, time difference I was actually talking to um, our daycare lady about this because um, her granddaughter went to Germany very recently. And, um, I was, cause she's, she said to me that she's not, she's not sleeping. They're having a really hard time with the time change. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, we didn't adjust Matthew when we went to London. Like we just let him be on Eastern Standard Time, which is where we are in Eastern Standard Time. Um, and that might sound crazy to a lot of people, but it kind of worked, um, in a weird way, he was around four when we went. Um, and so at 10 o'clock at night, he would be hungry. And we would and the, go to the one restaurant that was open, which was, I think was Burger King? No, McDonald's. Was it McDonald's? It was McDonald's. Burger King was also open, but McDonald's was right down the street. Um, and that was just an experience because, like, we never let him have McDonald's here. Like, he, we, he never has McDonald's here. But all of the places, all of the restaurants, they just stopped serving food. They just at stopped that serving time food. At, at night. So, like, we had yeah. no other choice but to go to the fast food place. We had no choice. And he loved it, obviously. He loved getting the chicken nuggets every day. <laughs> Circling back, we in London were watching all of the TV shows and there was this one show where I don't remember the title of it, but you could see everything about the person except the face. And so you can see their breasts, you can see their penis, you can see their vagina. It was all out there. And this is just on prime time. This is like at nine o'clock at night. And I was just like, wow. Yeah, nine, ten o'clock at night. What a difference. Between America and and England, and we're just like, well, we, oh hey. But since we've had Naked and Afraid, no, but this wasn't censored. No, no, yes, it was. No, this wasn't censored. They didn't show penis. Yes, they did. No, we would have fairly certain they showed penis. Absolutely not. We would have never had that on with Matthew. Would have never had it on. I don't know that we had it on. No, with Matthew. No, I that's think this, I no. Think they have asleep. some censorship. They really? Have, yes, yes. Did yes, they? Yes, yes. Okay. Wow. I think the bits, the lower bits, were covered. Oh, okay. Oh, that may the, be. The top bits were not. Oh, so their boobs were out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that could be right. Yeah. But other than other than break bake off, um, I've been watching clips just before going to bed for like twenty you minutes have been. of um, 
you you've sent me a couple of them this is yeah. really this is really really weird to me how did you get into this and and you still haven't even said what it is you're just cracking up like where did this come from this is a new thing to me and i haven't questioned you on this for those at home she is cracking up right now so i have been watching clips of family feud with steve harvey and it's hysterical it's hysterical I, no he's cracking up i don't know why um <laughs> because it's just so it's just such a random thing it is a random thing but it's hysterical because he is so full of expression like and it's just amazing like his face is just awesome when some of these people say the things that they do and it's and it's so genuine right it's just genuine like are you kidding me <laughs> and i find that funny um so i'm enjoying it it makes he, me laugh it puts me in a good mood he does have a very very expressive face like he'll he'll do that i can't believe what you just said look where he, his lip is just like over large and it's just kind of hanging there, and he's just looking around like, what? Yeah. What? What? Yep. Like, that, it, to me, is the the titular Steve Harvey, like, look. I mean, that is that is Steve Harvey in a nutshell. Yeah. It's just like, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. But I've been watching, I've been watching that, and I'm patiently waiting for season five of The Crown, which will be out in November. That seems to be causing a lot of controversy. Mm, it's timing is everything and and you know judy dench you know said that it needs to have a um uh i guess it's i don't know the term a warning saying that a lot of the events that are being shown are um fictional like you, it's dramatized what what's the time period of the season i know uh, i know princess dies in it so it's... and the kids the kids are young i don't know I don't know how far they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to go up to her death in this season. I mean, I can understand it when you're creating a show about people who are real, royal real, people, yeah. you know, alive people and currently and and not too far removed from like Princess Di's death. I mean, it was a while ago, it but it, it's it's like 9-11 where it's like one of those things where it's like. You remember where you were when well, that happened. Well, and the queen just died, so, like, yeah, the timing all the, all those, is just... Yeah. And everything that's happening with uh, Harry and... Uh, Meghan, yeah. Meghan, thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that all seems rather complicated. Do you and the fact that, I mean, people don't really love the king right now, you know? Like, I think people, people... I, I mean, I I know Liz trusts uh, as a prime minister. She's out now as we're recording this. So who knows who will be prime minister next. But what well, is wrong with to, uh, Charles? Well, people just have opinions of him and what happened with Diana, you know? I don't think he was uber popular. And the people that were alive then are still alive now. So When's his coronation? Like, he hasn't uh, officially it's been be... coronated yet, right? No. Did I hear May? I think it's going to be May. Sometime in May. It's going to be May. I okay. think so. Yeah. That um, exciting. They did release the date. I just, I don't remember off the top of my head. Charles um, seems almost like uh, one of those interim kings where it's like we're all kind of waiting for Harry to be king. No, no. William. What, uh, William. That's what I meant. Uh, we're all kind of waiting for, for William to be king. And Charles is kind of like, well, let me get my five minutes before I kick the bucket or, or retire. I, well, I, I hope he abdicates in a couple of years and just be like, not, hey. No way. Just go, I mean, I wouldn't. Just be like, this is my time. Like, I mean, what? It, it's not exactly a demanding position. I mean, you you say that not knowing what they do, though. I mean, you don't know. I don't. I honestly don't I will know. Say, I will say I do. have not seen Queen Elizabeth's schedule but you did share with me princess maybe it wasn't princess it was probably something else uh like mary's schedule the other day where she was like oh she wakes up from like 10 to 12 she listens to like a radio drama and then at I 12 o'clock yeah she has like a like a vodka 
drink. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, you, you shared that with me, and you were like, oh, check out her schedule where she... And then she has, like, afternoon lunch with the queen, and then she has some wine with the queen, and I was like, ah, it's not, you know, it's not bad life. Hmm. You don't remember that? Not even a little. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, But yeah, other than that, I've not done a whole ton in terms of, like, watching and listening and all that. Um, how about you? What have I been reading, watching, playing, listening to? Um, well, of course, The Stand. I have to talk about The Stand because yeah. I've now, at this point, at least the patrons released two parts of The Stand. I have two more parts to go, neither of which are recorded. But I have finished the the book. I finished the book. And the final section of The Stand, book three, which is called The Stand, I had a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to record a big thing to do about it. But it, it it's it's such a weird, it's such a weird ending to the book. And it, and it goes into, like, there's that stigma where Stephen King doesn't write good endings. That doesn't apply here. I think I think the ending is perfect. I, okay. I I love the ending to this book. Good, but it is it's fascinating because the you know it's a really long book. Okay, the book the it's like over a thousand pages. Okay, and we're we're going through eight hundred or so pages of this book, building up to this final act. God, I would hate that. What? That seems like so tedious and boring, no? Don't you just at some point be like, let's get on with it? Yes. You you clearly have not read or listened to my previous two stand a dissection addendums, have you? I've not, I'm sorry oh, to yeah, say. I'm gonna call I'm gonna call you out on here right now. Be like, you have not <laughs> Heard it because, because, and specifically, I'm going to say that, uh, usually I would not call you out on that. I apologize for, for being a bit of a dick on that one, but I want to call you out because, uh, with the stand, I will say, I do think it is too long. Mm. I really do. And, and that was a big to do, uh, specifically with book two of the stand. I think book one, which is the longest book of it, if you did not include all of the addendums that happened between the original version and the new version, I think book one is magnificent. I think book one of the stand is, is just classic through and through. I think it's brilliant. I, I just absolutely adore it. Book two, I think the second half of the book is phenomenal. I think the first half is silly in a lot of ways. And uh, I, I sort of made my case the, the end of it um, I think it's really well done, and I, I look forward to talking about it. But once that, I, once I finished that, I also read a, another book. And it's been a while since I've read another book, but I read The Great Brain Robbery. Hmm. Clearly uh, derived from The Great Train Robbery. It follows a lot of uh, classic sci-fi tropes. Um, that has a, a lot of time skips, a lot of suddenlies, kind of quote-unquote, and uh, firmly earns its 75-cent price point. It was only 75 cents. It was like from the 1970s, a very 1970s sci-fi book that um, I can't recommend. Um, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. just not going to point it out there. I think it was one of those ones where it was like, very written for the word, very written for the assignment. It is one of those airplane kind of books. Uh, don't buy that. The Great Brain Robbery. It was a, uh, it was a book. I also platinumed uh, Life is Strange, nice. which I, I I believe I talked about last time. But yeah. What? <laughs> you know what a game. Um, you know, quick spoiler that this, the one of the. Uh, he's not the main character, but he is one of the main characters. Runs a dark room photography 
drug ring. And multiple people have absolutely horrible fates. Like they die. They they they're they're like sadomasochist like I'm tied up and I'm drugging you and I'm taking your picture as you are dying stuff. Like it's really dark. It's really it's really horrific. Um very very butterfly effect. Uh the Ashton Kutcher movie, which I I, I really like the butterfly effect, but um Spoiler for the ending, uh, right, th- th- there's an ending decision where you can save a person, okay? Yeah. Or you can save the town. And clearly, You're gonna save the you town. are meant to save the town. Yeah. Everything within the narrative is like, hey, save this town. Hey, look at all yeah. these people that if you keep messing up this decision, you are going to get them all killed. Right. And so the first time I played this game, I I I went with the town. I saved the town. And because whenever whenever the first time I play the game through, I just try to play it as I would. I don't I try not to think about trophies. I try not to think about anything. I just think about my story and how I want to play this. The second time I was going for the trophies, I was going for the platinum, and I did this, and I <laughs> I felt awful. It was just I saved the person rather than the town, and you like drive through the town afterwards. No, oh. and you're just like. It's meant to oh, make you, yeah. oh! It looks like you know. It it looks like um. It looks like New Orleans post Katrina. Mm. It's all devastated and whatnot. But what's messed up is there's no like, wandering survivors. Mm. There's literally just nobody. It's just a flattened town. So yeah. The idea is, you know, everybody's dead. And it's just like what? It's like oh yeah. my god. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It was um intense. It was it was a bit it was a bit much for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I've also been listening to a lot of the very similar music. Uh last month I recommended a few songs. I'm going to recommend a few songs again this month before we kind of get into our other stuff. I'm going to recommend All By Myself by Alok. A-L-O-K, which I've been really digging. Ghost of You by Mimi Webb. And Oblivion by Grimes, which is the first Grimes song that I think I've ever heard. And it's like 10 years old, but I absolutely adore it. And it's the first thing I've ever heard from her or them or whatever she goes by nowadays. And it's it's, it's just fantastic. What a great song. I know what she's doing, hooking up with. Elon Musk. No, they're broken up. What? Yeah, I think they're broken up now. Like, uh, like divorced? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're together. Didn't they have, really? Yeah. Didn't they have the kid with, like, the equation for a name? Yeah. I think they had two. They had two kids with equations for names? I, I, don't quote me, but yeah, I think they had multiple children. Yeah. He, what an interesting fellow. I mean, he had the, he had uh uh those I think he I think he had, did he have twins with that other woman who he did like surrogacy for and she was like a VP at his company or something? No, I I try not. I don't I try not to follow. Attractive him. looking woman, but it's like you're going like it's like that's even beyond in like like an affair. Like it's just like I'm agreeing that I'm going to like yeah. go into like in utero stuff for you. I'm like, let's let's try to have a baby. Like it's not a mistake. It's very I mean, much. He's purposeful. a weird dude. He's a weird dude. Yeah. Him and uh, Kanye West. I mean, they seem to get on. Did you see today? There, there were. I think it was today. There were signs uh, uh, over the LA freeway about Kanye is right and like f the Jews. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we have all well, these people who have mental issues um, 
at the top of their game and making a lot of money and controlling a lot of things. So I'm going to swing a little bit here, taking off of a little bit of what you said. And uh, let's talk about the Jews for a minute. Let's talk about the fight for their freedom. How about that? Sure. Okay. I don't know where you're going with this. World War Two. Okay. World War II. Hitler oh. was... Oh, we're talking about the movie. We're talking about the movie. Um, the connection I made there, huh? Nice um, segue. Obviously, Dunkirk um, is a famous battle uh, in World War II where the Allies um, were fighting to... We're fighting Nazi Germany. Is it a famous battle? It is, actually. Uh, yeah. Is it... it because this movie, we're of course talking about Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk, which I chose for this month's entry to the Drunk on Riding Video Club, which follows the Battle of Dunkirk. Is it a? T is it a? Is, I don't. I okay. So let me backtrack a little bit. I don't know anything about. This battle, the Battle of Dunkirk. This is before, like, I know a lot about World War II. I, I, I do. I followed World, World War II a lot. I, I'm very fascinated with World War II, as I think a lot of people are in our generation, because it was so just insane and incredible, and it was the last war that we won, you know? So there's a lot to kind of look back on it. But I don't really know a lot about Dunkirk. And so I watched this movie, and... There wasn't really a battle. It wasn't. So, so in Dunkirk, there there was a battle. The beginning of the movie alludes to that, right? The beginning of the movie, they're fighting. They are badly getting beaten. Um, and they run, right? They run to the beach. Um, and so, um, what is a debated decision, um, by the Germans was to not pursue them at that point. There was a conscious decision that was made, um, by the Germans not to advance. Really? Yes. Um, and it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't well, a, a Hitler decision and that, Sort of. It wasn't. It was not. It was not. So there was probably, you know, a humanist somewhere down the line where it was like, let them escape, or let them let them so, live, because, you know, Hitler was an awful person. Hitler yeah. was awful. But everybody who reported up to Hitler, it's like you know, you report to a horrible CEO. Not everybody reporting up the corporate ladder is going to be absolutely as horrible you know it's it's like the pianist where it's like we had that one the one nazi was like you know i'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go i'm gonna be like do your thing but oh wow i didn't know that that's, that's uh yeah um i had to kind of refresh my memory here a little bit um so what became known as the halt order right didn't originate with hitler um what was the halt german order? german um to not follow High Command suggested that the German forces around Dunkirk Pocket should cease their advance on the port and consolidate to avoid an Allied breakout. Um, Hitler sanctioned the order on May 24th with the support of the German High Command, and the army was to halt for three days, which gave Allies um, time to organize what's called the Dunkirk evacuation. That's a bad idea. Yep. Um, be, and, to, and I it, mean, to be frank, from, from yeah. a military perspective, I mean, there's why? Why do that? I mean, um... Why, well, why would he agree to that? Other than the fact that, like, to give them time to try to, like, work out... Maybe there was some, you know, hey, let's work out a deal still. You know, maybe there was still the hope of... Maybe, yeah. You know, I won't slaughter all of your soldiers. I mean, And, it, yeah. you know, you won't attack me. Maybe that was still an idea at that point? Yeah. Well, you know, Dunkirk was Operation Dynamo, um, or a.k.a. Miracle of Dunkirk. Um, 338 Allied soldiers um, were rescued from the beaches of Dunkirk. 
um, between May 26th and June 4th, 1940. How many? Um, 338,000. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for doing your homework on this one, uh, given that it was my film pick. <laughs> That's okay. Um, obviously, you know, the Allies, the, the whole thing, it was, it was just a disaster. But, I mean, considering that they were only expected to, what, I think it was 30,000? Yeah, they said, they said it right at the beginning that, that yeah. they, uh, Churchill was hoping for, like, 45,000 to make it, and they ended up getting almost 10 times as many. I mean, that's significantly different. But I will say, the horrors of Dunkirk were front and center in mm-hmm. this film. Yeah. But there... This, despite that, I, you know, there there were the the various time frames where we had the the one hour, the the one week, and the one day. I think were the were the three different time periods that we had to play with, and I think the one week was the most devastating, uh, and that's where we got Harry Styles and a couple other people who all looked the same, and I could not tell them apart. And I don't. I didn't care when they any of them died. To be frank, I didn't care when anybody died in this movie. I didn't have any attachment to any of the characters. I thought all. The, I, I thought all the characters were very poorly built, poorly. Um, uh, just like I felt like Christopher Nolan was like, "Hey, you must care for these people because they are involved in this." And that was the only reason why you must get like I thought all the acting was good and and, and whatnot. Don't get me wrong, like especially you know Cillian Murphy, I thought I thought turned a, a great job as like a uh, a traumatized kind of veteran there for his half second. But I I never cared about anybody. In I this agree movie. with you. There was no character development whatsoever. I feel like the most character development was the 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 fisherman the. In the boat, the 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 captain, the small the, the, boat, the older guy, the older guy and his what was it, his son and friend. Yeah, but even them, like uh, the George, I think it was who who fell down and died, and you know hit his head and died unceremoniously, and was just like, oh, he did nothing with his life, you know. Uh, there, there, he, he, I think he even had a line. It was like, I wish I had done something with my life. You know, this is me doing something. Like, what did he do? He did nothing. What an awful. Well, I, and, and they, they, you know, at the end, they were like, oh, he was a hero at Dunkirk. He wasn't, he wasn't a hero. He was just an idiot. And that's unfortunate. But I think it says a lot about this conflict and this battle in particular. So I kind of was a little bit idiotic. The battle or the rescue? I mean, I think the, the whole movie, thing. The, whole the movie thing. was about the rescue and the rescue, how successful it was. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess the 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 rescue was, it was the rescue, right? It was like they they escaped to this beach and then they had to get rescued. But like in term, like I don't see that this had to be a movie. I think what it showed was they thought outside the box. Right? They didn't send these huge navy. I think they sent boats. over what what they could send over as quickly as possible. But who would have thought to send these little tiny fishermen? If you, if you I don't, don't have if you they, don't have a destroyer or anything that can go over there, especially because they they kept saying like the the bottom was too shallow. I think for a lot of the boats. I believe I believe that was the because, issue. With, with the tide, yeah, with the tide. But um, I don't know. Like all these little boats rescued hundreds of thousands of of men. I mean, it's that's great. huge. Yes, great. I mean, it's fantastic. I'm I'm glad that they lived. I'm glad that they they survived to destroy the Nazis. That is, I'm not saying you know it sucks that they survived. I'm really not saying that. It's fine. It's fantastic. I love that they lived. Would you like Normandy to be a movie? I've seen Normandy like 30 times. How many times do I need to see Normandy? No, I don't want to see Normandy. Is that a it... movie? I've never seen it. I've, what? I've read about Normandy in many, Have many books. Have you not books. seen Saving Private Ryan? Oh. 
I mean, I mean, yeah. that was the entire opening scene. Was long Normandy. time ago. Long what do you mean, time long ago? time ago? Long time ago. I don't remember movies like that, Warren. Oh, I mean, to be I was... I, so. I will. To be fair, a lot of the Call of Duty games I feel have had yeah. D Day in them, yeah, so okay. I've re- I've replayed that a lot because it's uh, it is a moment. It is it it really is. Almost. So so Kim. So clearly, you don't like it, the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna pitch this at you. <laughs> What do you think of this movie? It was fine. It, it was, was fine, right? It was fine. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? Absolutely not. Again, I didn't like the lack of character development. A couple times it lost me with the whole day, week, moment, year, or whatever it was. Um, which is fine. I mean, but I didn't love the movie. I've seen other historical movies that I absolutely love. Um, this was not one of them. I will say, on my part, I was disappointed in this film. I really like Christopher Nolan. I The last film that I saw from him, the, la- the last new film that I saw from him was Tenet. And I love Tenet. And it, it has grown on me. The more times I see Tenet, the more I like it. And it is it is just a treat. It's, it's like it really reminds me a lot of like a James Cameron kind of film where it's like he thought of things that you aren't ready to think about yet. And I really think that he pushed filmmaking to a new level with that film. And then I think, and and then there's this film Dunkirk, which has Tom Hardy in a mask again, hard to understand. Again, for whatever reason, we want to make Tom Hardy harder to understand. And then we have the guy from Ready Player One as the boat captain. And he's fine. And he has different teeth than he had in Ready Player One. And then we have the guy who played Joker. And he turns his screw and he falls down. And he busts his head. And we got then we got the blonde who combs his hair. And he's forgettable. And we got Harry Styles who... Lizard dies, and then we got the curly haired guy who lizard dies, and then there's the other guy who I think has straight hair who lizard dies. I don't know which one of them lizard dies. I don't know. They all look the same, they all act the same. There's nothing to stand them apart. I don't care about any of them. Let them all live or die. I don't give a shit. Like, I would love it if they all made it. I mean, they're all allies, that'd be fantastic, but. There's one person who drowns at one point and has a pretty horrific death. Like, that sucks. I would not want that death. I don't know who it was. Yeah. Even after finishing the movie, I'm like, I think, I think it was this guy. I'm f- like, I'm, I'm 80% certain it was this one character, but I'm not entirely percent sure. And it's just like. That should mean something, but all of the characters in the movie are like, well, you know what, that's life. And we're all in a a, a point of our lives where we're all going to die, so we don't know. We don't know if we're going to die. And, and I guess that's the point of the movie is, is coming away from it, all of the characters are like, well, you know, we survived that. I don't know if I'm going to survive the next time, but... I don't want that feeling. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't like that feeling. So safe to say, this goes to the bottom of our list. Well, looking at the rankings, if 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 we're going back to the rankings, so looking at the Drunk on Writing Video Club Volume Two, we have at number one the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. At number two, Don't Look Up. Okay, Kim, where would you put Dunkirk? Number one, number two, or number three. Man, we've been picking some dark movies. Yeah, the the Gray Man, Don't Look Up, and Dunkirk. Yeah, the, these are uh, yeah, huh? Dark. Yeah, a little bit. Huh? Did you pick Don't Look Up? Yeah. You picked Don't Look Up, yeah. so I picked the Gray Man. And no, Dunkirk. no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. no. No. I I picked the Gray Man. You picked the Gray Man. Yeah. I picked I picked Don't Look Up. You picked the Gray Man. I picked Dunkirk. 
Right, um, maybe uh, your next I, movie will change this up a little bit. Well, I hope so. Um, I don't think so, though. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, the subject is not... It's not a good ending. Oh, no. Um, spoilers. Um, bottom. I, like, don't look up more than this one. You, you think bottom, I, for, bottom for I, this? I could, I could follow Don't Look Up. I couldn't follow this one. I mean, I, I followed it, but, like, I just didn't care about anybody. At least I cared about, you know chicks what's her name jennifer lawrence's character and leonardo Leonardo dicaprio although he was kind of a tool you know he was trying to save the world he was trying to save the world so i'm like okay i can i can get on board with that this i get it they were trying to save the world like legitimately i don't know i just didn't the way it was done didn't care for didn't care for it I think I'd agree with you. I, I, I think I have to put it at the bottom. I, I as as much as I like Christopher Nolan, as much as I respect the cast, I, I think I have to uh I have to stick this at the bottom. I don't think this was a a great film. Yeah. I think uh I think visually it was really nice. I think from an audio perspective, it was awesome. But I just think from a story, from an acting, from uh, all together, just in the sense that this is a movie. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, it didn't really do much for me. So uh, I agree with you. I'm going to stick this at last place. So we're going to put Dunkirk at the last, at the end of our Drunk on Writing video club. So. Number three, now, at our list is Dunkirk. Number two is Don't Look Up. And number one is The Gray Man. Now, Kim, I'm going to pitch it over to you because I picked out Dunkirk, which I'm sad to say is at the at the bottom of our list. So I'm hoping that whatever you pick will now be at the top of our list because, man, what a, what a, I, I was really, I, I got to say, I really had high hopes for a Christopher Nolan film. Uh, one that I never saw. I had high hopes for it. But uh, I really got to say, I'm kind of surprised that the gray man is holding it up at number one here. Uh, so, uh, Kim, what is our next entry in I, the Drunk Unrounding video club? I feel so much pressure. Do you? I feel like maybe I shouldn't pick the pick I want to pick. Okay. So what what are you thinking now? I don't know. I'm just going to do it because I don't have the backup. Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah, I don't have a backup. <laughs> All right, so what, <laughs> what is your pick? <laughs> uh, my pick is on HBO Max, Elvis. Elvis. Baz Luhrmann, right? Yeah. We verified this before the recording. I like Baz Luhrmann. I really like, I'm a big fan of of Baz Luhrmann, so I'm kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big Elvis guy. Like my mom is. My mom loves Elvis. I've never been an Elvis fan in my life. But like I love a couple... I, there's a couple Elvis songs that I really will get down with, but uh, no, I've never been a big Elvis person. Like I, I have no desire to go to Graceland. Like the, like no, I didn't the, either. Let's check that out. Yeah, we're right no. there. I mean... I'm not a huge Elvis fan either. However, I grew up listening to him. Uh, my parents were Elvis fans. I have heard the movie's really good. That's what I keep hearing about it. So I hope it lives up to the hype. I mean, said- I mean, we both know who Elvis is. We know his story. He's famous for it, right? Um, maybe this will give a different perspective of what I grew up knowing about him. Right and how he he ended up. Um, you said before this that you did not know that Tom Hanks was in this movie. I did not know the actors in the movie. Correct. Now, the only bit I'm going to spoil this slightly for a second. I the heard, only bit of I heard this. When you, what did you hear? That Tom Hanks is not a likable character in this one. No, that's not. That's, that's no. Not okay. So, you know, don't don't jump to conclusions here. Now, 
No, I heard that from Tom Hanks. I don't think he would do it again. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not what I know. Okay. Okay, so, wow. Jeez, spoilers. (laughs) Okay, so, wow. That's awful. Really? He wouldn't do it again? I think I did hear that. You know, we'll talk I, about that the next time. We'll, I think I'll this do was also research. the round of, of interviews where Tom Hanks was also like, I made three good movies in my career. And everybody was like, what are the three movies? Because you've made what? like 50 of them. You didn't he hear said this? that? Yeah, he said, he said he made like three good movies in his entire three? career. Three? What were they? He did not name them. He did not name them. See, this is the controversy. You did not. You, come on, you're playing with me. No, you I didn't mean, hear he's that. He got to say. He's got to say. Uh, what, what? Okay, so God, he's that okay. Movie, three movies. Three movies. Forrest by Tom Gump. Hanks. What are the three best Thomas uh, Tom Hanks movies? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, fantastic film. What's number two? He's got so many. I don't know. Um... I would say Castaway. Oh, really? Why not Castaway? I wasn't. A I think fan. he did a fantastic job with Castaway. Wasn't I, a mean, fan. I I think that was his his uh and then and then I'd probably go with Philadelphia as number three. Never seen it. Yeah. No. I'm not shocked. Philadelphia was the a big turn for him. So what okay. So of the films I mean Forrest Gump, I think I, I would put he's as number one. So much. He's in so much. Like I love so many of his movies. When Harry Met Sally. Saving Private Ryan. You've got Mail. Joe yep. versus the Volcano. Yeah, but like I don't think he would say that. I mean none of those are I mean Saving Private Ryan. I mean that's a very good film. Saving Private Ryan, Forrest Gump, he was in the Green Mile. Oh, which is excellent. Uh, the Terminal was great. Oh, good film. Sully, I'm dying to see. What the hell is Sully? Oh, the guy that landed the freaking plane on the oh, Hudson. What was, what was the one where the guy was like, I'm the captain now? Huh? I'm the captain now. I don't know. Um, He's in <laughs> Catch Me If You Can. The Da Vinci Code. Right. Um... He's been in a lot of good films, but he said he made three good ones. Maybe. Band of Brothers. I know that's not a film, but oh, that was excellent. He was not in that. Yes, he, he was he in was, that. He was not in that. He was I not in Band of Brothers. I swear to you, he was in it. Swear to you. He was not in Band of Brothers. Warren, it's on his movie and TVs. Yes, he, he was. He was not in Band of Brothers. Okay, then you can take it off with Google.com. Who did he play in Band of Brothers? Um... Not only did he direct episode five entitled Crossroads, but he also portrayed a British officer as an extra in Band of Brothers. He was a British officer. Yeah, that's what it says. So they credited him for it. Yes. Wow. Uh, So, I mean, I knew he was a producer. I knew he was a director. I knew he had been all of it. I don't remember him being in it. I mean, I don't think you probably would have noticed him. Well, that's why I was like, he was on. The... Tell me what he was in. I mean, honestly. because he was. I mean, that's not his show. And I, I, Apollo I, I thirteen. Was... I really liked. Oh my god! Oh, I forgot about Apollo thirteen. You know. I mean, so the fact that he is saying like I have three. So I don't know. Uh, so Kim, sorry. What was your next one? Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. Elvis. Alright, so our next our next movie is Elvis, which does feature Tom Hanks and is who is prominently displayed in the trailer that I saw where uh Tom Hanks repeatedly says he's white which is the trailer. Elvis? Elvis is white? Yeah, they didn't think Elvis was white. Mm. Uh, he, I guess he had the sound of a black person. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's that's the entire hook of Elvis. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I know. Let's see what it's all about. I don't know. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to. I think we're going to break it up into multiple days, two and a half hours. I mean, when have we not broken up one of our films into multiple days? I mean, Dunkirk, I think, took us four two days. days. No, two only two days. days. Two days. Hey, look at us. We're getting better. 
We're getting better at this. Yeah, because Olivia's sleeping. Oh, isn't it great? When she chooses to, anyway. She's getting better. I think she's, she's up get... till seven today. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Sleep? I mean, I just, you know. Anyway, so Elvis. All right, so our next video club entry is Elvis and. Uh, to be honest, I, th- I think we're going to call it a night there uh, yeah. because we, we are, are, are getting close to the hour mark. So I'm going to say, hey, this has been a great rendition of the Drunk on Writing Show uh, podcast edition, which for something of a last minute action, uh, session, um, I think was a, a good amount of time because, um, yeah, I, I had fun here um i like i like talking to you guys directly uh it's a lot of fun i like i like i like doing this podcast i like i like doing it with kim i think uh i think we've come a long way since the first time we started doing this i think we have a lot of fun doing Mm what doing this and um yeah i'll see you next time i'm uh this this next week i'm going to write the next dissection and probably read the next book for the next Stephen King dissection. So, uh, a, a lot to look forward to. Kim, do you have any departing words? I do not. You have nothing to say. Have a good night. What about like Halloween? You know, Halloween's coming up. Do you, uh, what, what, Kim? What are you going to dress as for Halloween? A lawn and leaf bag. We're going to dress as Home Depot lawn and leaf bags. Yes, we are. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> I really <laughs> I really hope this turns out right. We haven't actually no. done it yet. No. <laughs> so there's, there's a potential that it's just not going to work out. So, do we have a backup plan? We do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should probably do this sooner rather than later. Hey, there's huh? a ton of leaves you can go rake on. <laughs> but what about the leaf bags? I mean... I... Which we should have picked up more today when we were out, but... <laughs> I look forward to this. I will post pictures. Until next time. Until then. This has been the Drunk on Writing Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to my wonderful co-host, Kim Polanski. Thank you to Dixie over there, who's providing some lovely background noise. And thank you to all of you for listening. Until next time, cheers, and keep on writing. And head on over to drunkandwriting.com and you know support the channel and do what you gotta do over there bye everybody